Hello, this is uh, Joe Buco with another episode of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility. Uh, yesterday morning, I was able to set, have some good time with the Lord. Yesterday was a Saturday, and, um, and I think I've mentioned I'm using Dane Ortland's devotional on the Psalms, and I was in Psalm 32, which is one of my favorites. Uh, it's always been a kind of an anchor in terms of helping me kind of set with my sin and actually rest in the forgiveness of Christ. It's interesting, Friday morning, my Bible study, my men's group, uh, we were talking about this idea of how sinful we are and, and being aware and kind of the balance of awareness of our sinfulness and kind of grasping it and understanding it, but also resting in the the gospel, resting in the forgiveness of Christ. And not wallowing so much in our sin that we get too overwhelmed by it, but but really learning to both see and address and then also um, rest in the forgiveness. I, I want to read um, um, Psalm 32 this morning. Uh, this is the ESV. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose, no, and in whose spirit is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up by, as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at, the time, at a time where, when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many other sorrows of the wicked, but the steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous and shout for joy, you upright of heart. I want to read Dane's um, just a quick couple paragraphs about this psalm. This psalm uh, exalts in the wonder of forgiveness from God. What is forgiveness? It's looking at a failure square in the face and wiping it from your slate. But how is forgiveness won? Only through acknowledging it squarely. Forgiveness does not come to the self-justifying. It comes only to the contrite, the honest. Note that David speaks of the one in whom spirit is no deceit. There's a picture of the way to be forgiven. I acknowledge my sin to you. He says later in the psalm, one must take off the mask, stop the pretense, humble oneself before the Lord with honest transparency. There is an inner health that is nurtured through one through open confession of one's sin. When we stuff down our guilt, it festers within us. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away. It feels like a death to open up in honesty about our feelings, but it is actually the pathway to life and sanity. At one level, forgiveness may seem deeply unjust. How can God simply wipe away true, actual, blatant, wicked thoughts, words, and deeds? In the Old Testament, God promised forgiveness through the sacrificial system. But how could the blood of animals wash away our sins only as they pointed forward to the true and final sacrifice of the one of whom all pretending sacrifices, preceding sacrifices pointed? In the fullness of time, God sent his son to be our sacrificial lamb, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Hebrews 9, 13 through 14. 
In him we receive forgiveness because the punishment we deserved was poured out on him. Reflecting on the forgiveness of sin, Martin Luther wrote, This fountain is inexhaustible. It never fails no matter how much we draw from it. Even if we dip from it without stopping, it cannot be emptied, but it remains a perennial font, font, fount, an unfathomable well, an eternal fountain. And kind of what I wrote in my journal, I just said the gospel in Psalm 32 is the title I put to my journal entry, and it says, Thank you, Jesus, that I can rest in the forgiveness of my transgressions, the covering of my sin, the iniquity, and, and the iniquity. You no longer count against me because of the deep, unending fountain of your forgiveness. Uh, this is one of the great gifts you give me and give us in you, becoming sin on my behalf and taking my, our sin on and dying on the cross for me. Without this hope, without this hope, we would not live, exist, or, and thrive. Your gift of forgiveness is one of many that sustain me, and the gift of confession allows me to experience and encounter you as the one who loves me lavishly and works in and through me profoundly. It is the rock on which I stand, live, and exist. As Martin Luther says, and then I quote the fountain is inexhaustible that Dane Ortland mentions. I just want to encourage you today that that uh, it's it's good to kind of set with and be aware of not just your behavioral sin, and I've mentioned this before, but David in Psalm 139 talks about our, you know, um, um, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's setting with our sin, not just at a behavioral level and not just in our thoughts, but in our heart. And it's resting, and I think true confession is acknowledging that and then acknowledging and thanking God for the forgiveness, the rich, rich, rich forgiveness, ongoing, like Martin Luther says, the fountain that never goes dry um, of, of God's forgiveness. So I want to encourage you to rest in God's forgiveness today. Be aware of your sin, set with your sin, but also reckon it as paid through the work and the person of Christ.